Welcome into Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast, Supporter Shield Edition. That's right. I, I enjoyed everyone putting a little S on their Twitter handles. I changed my profile photo to me holding the Supporter Shield from 2019. Yeah, you weren't the only one. A lot of people did that. I was looking for mine. I couldn't find it. There's not one of me alone with the Supporter Shield. But hopefully we can get that uh, on Sunday for Decision Day. Of course, we're joining you from glorious eastern Los Angeles here, where it's hot, not too bad. Guys Alhambra adjacent. Alhambra adjacent is Alhambra still. Alhambra adjacent just sounds like the double A. Yep. Uh, Vince LaRosa, Max Bretos. Uh, please rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend of the podcast. We appreciate it. This has been on YouTube, and we're noticing a lot more people are tuning in, which is very exciting. And why wouldn't you? This is a uh, an adventure that we don't get to go on a lot. And right. I know I speak for everyone out there when uh, Denny Buanga, who will be our guest along Man with of the hour. Maxime Crepo. We're going to talk to them both. Maxime's going to help with some translations. We're going to ask Maxime some questions as well. That's coming up. You do not want to miss that because we, we uh, you know, this is the, the my uh, biggest pet peeve in this league, and that's why I love what we do with Vince. So many players who may not be from the United States or speak English, we don't learn enough about them, but we should. And uh, we can't thank Max enough and the club for facilitating this so we can talk to Denis and know a little bit. It is nice that the club believes in us and allows us to do that because it is a sensitive it is. Uh, it's, thing. It's very personal. It, it's, uh, it's very personal, and a lot of people don't do it because they avoid the, the awkward silences or the long translations. And But for you and I, we're like, well, there's no other way we're going to get to talk to these guys. And and by extension, no other way that they're going to get to hear from these guys. And so why wouldn't we? Why, why wouldn't we delve into that? It's something that I think more people in this league should do because it is so multicultural. I mean, we what, what was it at one point? There was like 17 different nat. Uh, nations represented on this LAFC yeah. team. Uh, I think that was back in like 2019 or 2018, but it's still obviously very multicultural. And so, I don't know, it, look, when you watch it and then you listen to it, you'll see that there is an ease to it. It's not easy. Um, someone like Maxime Cropo made it very easy for us. And then Denny does speak uh, or does yeah, understand, understand a, a good amount of English. But um, it's something that I, I don't want to pass on the back too much, but I, I think it's really great. That it, I, it, it. I'm really excited about it. And I, I hope everyone does it. The league does it. I hope it's a big part of Apple TV deal when that comes around. And look, you're going to lose some things in translation. It's not going to be perfect, but it's better than a blank slate. We get to do that. Uh, getting back to my previous point, we will all remember where we were when that goal went in. I was very well accompanied on the 110 football uh, watch party with you and Jen Munoz. And all, all peaks and valleys. My friend Chris, Chris Sepulveda. 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 Saavedra. Saavedra. Sorry, I spelled his name <laughs> wrong. I thought it was Sepulveda. Like I, did Sepulveda. See that. I did see that, and I was like, well. Please no, apologize no, no, no. to him. For I will. I well, tried to be did. cute. I should have just, hey, Chris, sorry about that. Uh, but we'll remember that moment, and what an incredible feeling. And sports at its very best, where you have this full range of emotions, where you're up, where you're down. Yeah. And then out of the ashes, you're up again. Talk about peaks and valleys. Yeah. I still, I'm still hot about that referee decision. I don't care. I'm still mad. But want to talk about? It? <sighs> what is it a water? What is there to talk about? I mean, well, we'll we'll say this, and we said on the watch party. I'm a. I, I, there needs to be accountability. Someone needs to say something. I don't know what you and I can say. We've said a lot about it. Yes, and Ismail Elfath, who I write pretty well. Uh, you did. They he did. <laughs> well, we just need some consistency. And I'm trying to. I, I defend the referees, and I know that there's moments where they get put in the crosshairs. But what we can take away from this is that VAR official 
asked Ismail Fa- told him to come over because he think we have something. And they usually go to that monitor and they switch it. And Ismail Fat decided that he didn't see anything. And there we were. And I thought there was there was something there. There was two major situations that were the likely outcomes. You got it. Yeah. It was either a free kick at the top of the box, a dog so red card, or a penalty and a yellow card. But then to just say, wipe it clean, back to that corner. Yeah. I just don't. But I will say this. It's, it's clearly not just an MLS problem. Inter yeah. and Barcelona, quite the problem with VAR in that oh, match. Yeah, as you saw that with the uh, handball for Ansu Fati, which clearly hit, was it Dumfries? Dumfries. Hand before, and it was clear. I mean, you, sh- you, sh- you see it zoom in. Why, so VAR why, why has so up, much work. Why are you going up for a header with your hand like this? Yeah. You know, if you ever want to blow off some steam, just talk to Dave Denholm about VAR. <laughs> Ah, I love it. It'll either be a very short conversation because he'll just steamroll you, or it'll be a long one, and you're in. You're strapped in. Yeah. Love Dave. I love I I and I love the passion with which Dave. There's a few subjects where Dave's like that. Uh, he's he's not a big fan of expected goals, and he knows that no. I am. So he likes to he likes to tweak me on I'm that. I'm all right with expected var, goals. Var Var Var. I am. Uh, he's he's not wrong. I mean, but the but the toothpaste where is we, the uh, bottle. It's it's too late. Where do we put that goal? I mean, is it? I mean, there's some incredible goals, but when you think about the something that carried, but I, I mean, you could argue it's number one because LFC have not had a goal to win a game that has put them into, mm-hmm. uh, well, they obviously have in a postseason, but not s- right at the end against a big rival, which could, which could see Portland out of the playoffs. They have to get something at Real Salt Lake. If Real Salt Lake win that game, Portland are out. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't quote, quote me to that. It's a mess. We'll get into some of the ramifications here. A mess in a good way, in a fun right. way. But just to do that after what happened, I'm not saying it's number one, but you could argue it was. I know I'm forgetting some. and it's we, a conver- we could think of the aesthetics of the Vela goal against San Jose, but just right. with raw importance. Convergence of skill and importance. But I, I you know I was talking to Mark Dos Santos when I first arrived, and we were just talking about the goal and how big it was, and he was like, yeah, but... Don't forget, so many goals before that had to happen for that goal to happen. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work I that know, way. But, but in his mind, and, and you know, you know, that's coach speak right there. He's like, look, we put in the work beforehand. Yes, it all comes down to this moment, but maybe in some ways it shouldn't have had to come down to that moment. No reason to have that conversation. You know, we all enjoyed it. It would take too long. It would take too long, but it certainly is I think up it's top there. five. I think it's top five. It's top five. Because in a lot of ways. But it's a, that's a harder like list the, to make, by the way. Yeah, like the Brian Rodriguez goal against the Galaxy, for me, is still yeah. one. The Galaxy playoff. But there's the a Dio. lot of parallels in the way he took that ball from the left side, had a lot of work to do, and just put his nose down and was like, I'm going to go through these guys. Yes, there might be an option for a pass, but I might as well finish it off if I got myself this far. Mahala Club America. That's a good one. No, you mean uh, Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul, sorry, Mahala, Mahala, Mahala Cruz, Azul. Cruz Azul. Izzy versus SKC this season. Uh, almost every Carlos goal. <laughs> it's incredible. We have lived a charmed life here, and uh, but enjoy it because you, you just don't know when you're going to see something like this. And that will continue on Sunday. And because the Supporter Shield was clinched, I can tell you we will be on the air Sunday, KCOP 13, to bring you all the action. And that uh, means the world to me. As we said on the weight one lifted to, off your shoulder. Weight lifted because you I want. You saw him after the after the game. He was getting teary eyed and misty eyed. We were we were dapping you up pretty good, but then also it kind of washed over him. Might lose the game, and then when he found out, immediately your spirits were through the roof. Yeah, I get to spend another afternoon with you guys before things change, and change certainly could be good. We'll find out more about that. But to spend that one more time to not have had that would have been uh, I would have been devastated. But. We don't have to talk about that. We will have that together. Let's enjoy it. Enjoy the Supporter Shield. I mean, Sunday is going to be 
Are you trying to say that it's going to be a special if thing. the game was lifted from you, this whole podcast would be just you yes. dumping on it and yeah. being like, I can't believe. What can I break? There's a lot of things I could break around here. I mean, you threw a chair right into those glass doors. I think it. <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty, uh, pretty nasty. But now we have this incredible day to look forward to where we'll see another trophy. And yeah, we've won a supporter shield before, but with for a club that's still in its infancy with the chance to fill up that figurative trophy case, this is huge. This is something you can point to and say, we did it, along with everything else that comes with it, with the CONCACAF Champions League and the, uh, as well as the Western Conference champs, home field advantage throughout. Remember, they've only lost once all season. This is a, a LAFC's always been a good home team, but this was a, a remarkable season. They have a chance this Sunday to best their best regular season of all time, uh, home regular season of all time, because uh, I believe they had 13 wins in 2019. So if they get this win here, 14 wins, which is incredible. 14 out of 17, that's yeah. incredible. Carlos Vela, after the game, said it's still MLS Cup. And he said the, he said the exact thing that you want to hear from your captain, yes. which was, we know exactly how it feels to win this and not win MLS Cup, and I don't ever want to do that again. That was exact, That's the message, and that was the, the best thing he could have said in that moment. He did, and I think I fired people up. Uh, I, Got me fired up. I, I fired me up. But look, let's, if something should happen, Nothing's going to take away that. you The MLS Cup, hopefully it happens this year. It's not going to be easy. It's been made easier by all the work that they've done mm -hmm. by making sure they're not going to leave Bank of California Stadium. But I still think you cherish what this team has been able to accomplish at this point. But it's good to hear the players say they're not satisfied and they are not going to be – they won't be satisfied and they won't probably cherish it the same way I would probably cherish it if it – doesn't end up the way they hope. I think they, they will, but that's always something that when you look backwards, right? So if the season doesn't go the way that they hope it does, you can look backwards and go, yes, we won a trophy. It's tangible. But at, in this moment and in the present, no, they're not thinking about it at all. And again, they're saying all the right things. My question to you is the optics from that game, and we said it's everything you wanted in a, in a, in a sports atmosphere. Uh, it was ups and downs. It was drama. But what about from the idea of the mentality of LAFC, the ability to win that game in a hostile place, now knowing that they won't have to go anywhere else, how do you feel it prepares them for one-off playoff games? Because that was, I don't think the, I think Steve would even admit, not not a well, not maybe a well-played game, but in the times when it mattered, they got goals from Carlos Vela, Danny Buanga, guys that they were gonna wanna rely on in the playoffs. Uh, they were resolute in the fact that yes, they were winning and then in the 81st minute, tied it, dealt with the, Referee decision, still got a win. I mean, I just, for me, that just sets up. That's the perfect game for a mentality heading into the playoffs. I can't, I think you, I don't really have much more to add to that. I think you uh, described it perfectly. It's all, we also talked about, look, this is a good game. It's going to prepare you. They're not going to. It'd be interesting how they come out in Nashville because it's a celebratory mode, but they're, they're going to have a long layoff afterwards. It'd probably like two, maybe close to three weeks, depending mm -hmm. on the date for LAFC to start the playoffs. So uh, you... We talked about, do they bring in some guys who haven't played? I don't think they're going to do that. You want to you want to yeah. really have a dress rehearsal here, mm -hmm. even though you've accomplished everything you can. You can't accomplish anything else other than that home record. So, But I expect this team to really show their fangs and, and come out there. But to answer your question, we talked about the streaks, and people were in a little bit of a panic when they lost three straight. And we saw the national media when LAC lost to Austin. There was an Austin's... Austin's on a yeah. are on their way to top spot. The West well, is it's going through Austin. Yes, and Austin uh, haven't won a game since I don't think. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia 
winning, winning big. And we were thinking about it. I go, unless Philadelphia is this superhero team, they're going to have a bit of a bad patch. Well, you heard it they here did. first that Philly is a very good team. We should be paying attention to them when everyone was like, hey, don't worry about it. We've got this wrapped up. You heard that here first, and then you heard it from us. The other side of it, which was every team that has given their all to, to some kind of streak has fallen a little flat because it takes so much energy. And Giorgio said it last it week. It takes so much to, to, to confront LAFC. Yeah, when we got into our, our rough patch, maybe we arrived with not enough energy, and sometimes you just get tired. But Giorgio said, you got to play through it. And he said that they felt they deserved more, and they did play in ways that they maybe deserve more at times, but sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way. So much going in LAFC's way. Carlos Vela scoring goals, scoring goals from outside the area, having best space. Best player on the field, too. Best field on, player on the field. Denny Buanga certainly would have a claim to that. Stretching the field, getting some verticality so that Carlos Vela can operate. They're not giving up a lot of goals. Everyone's relatively healthy. You've got options. You have a bench that will bring most teams to tears. Mm -hmm. it's, it's set very nicely. It, what does it mean they win LMS Cup? Absolutely not. But when you look at everything form-wise, talent-wise, roster-wise, I mean, you can't ask for much more. They're winning games with their best players being their best players. That's a good sign. They are winning games despite maybe not playing a full 90 minutes. I think the one thing we probably would like to see, and we will, I think, because the, all the games will come through Bank California Stadium, you'd like to see the tilt of the shots. I don't care about possession much, but when you see that they played against Portland, and Portland had 14 shots total, seven on target, and you had eight shots total, but also seven on target, or something like that, you'd like to flip those. You, you want to be the one that they, that's the aggressor, and I think Steve Trondolo has said that from day one. That's the style of football that LAFC play. Uh, but... There's still a lot, like you said, a lot of things that are lining up in place that are maybe harder to get. Because, I, like I said, I think when they play at home, I think the, the, what were they, the seesaw will go a little bit more our way and the field tilt will be a little bit more towards the opposing team's goal. We could wax poetic about LAFC, but, you know, everyone, you could make a claim that everyone really put their hand up over this weekend. It got a little shaky where the Portland goal came up. That's something that obviously they will look to make sure that they can adhere to when the playoffs begin as uh, Aspria got in between Murillo and Segura. Midfield, pretty effective with that trio that's kind of been the group from the beginning. And we've said enough, they're sharing the volume. Like Chicho hasn't scored goals the last few weeks, but what's to say that he, people back off on Carlos or attend to Denny Buangu again, we're going to hear from at the, the next segment here that Chicho gets himself a lot of space. And then oh, yeah. the options on the bench, it's uh, you know, Chicho wants to score every game because that's just who he is. But he's also also, also got to be relishing the fact that the winger to either side is scoring goals now. And he's wondering, ah, you might take your eye off me for a hot second. I wouldn't do that. Steve Trillo sets the record for wins 21. And uh, this was a very difficult job for a guy who didn't have the, the tenure didn't have the experience, so to speak, uh, of coaching a, a major club of this nature. He uh, had to adjust as they had a huge turnover at the beginning of the season and there was continual turnover through the summer and he welcomed it. Mm -hmm. It was, I mean, where do we put this coaching performance? We always knew he'd be a good coach. He put the work in in Europe. He has this incredible temperament. Being around him here in his trainings, it's it's different than you would expect, perhaps, uh, uh, to see a coach certainly of a club of this magnitude. He uh, he certainly deserves his credit for keeping this together. Everyone's so happy. I think you get that idea when you watch these podcasts. It's a very, it's a wonderful place to be, and these players know it, and they love each other, as you saw by the celebrations after. And Steve Trunello and this coaching staff, which we saw repeatedly, uh, Mark Dos Santos. And by the way, even. Uh, 
Team Security, Paul Apodaca getting some airtime on ESPN. I mean, what's the world coming to? But well, they are a very good. But how dare group. they call him security supervisor? What did he get demoted? <laughs> Head of team security, Paul. Uh, I think for Steve, the thing that jumps off to you right away is the management aspect of it because he's so uh, ready to deflect to how much work is done by Mark Dos Santos, Oka, and Ante. Um, and then you just think about the amount of moving pieces, the, the big summer that they had. Obviously, even before that, they brought in a lot of pieces, and he managed to get everyone to click to where, you know, the biggest thing we've said about this LFC team is, like, the changes that they've made in the second half and bringing guys in, keeping guys happy. So you look to that and you'd say, A-plus, man management. Beyond that, though, you got to give Steve his credit in his coaching. And he doesn't talk about it as much, probably because he just doesn't want to give away some of the stuff. But we've seen a different approach from LAFC. He's definitely changed some things to where we're still loving the the attacking nature, some pressing at times. But then there's also this pragmatism. Adapts, yeah. Uh, there's this adaptability. There is this, hey, we could still win games with just our two best players scoring goals and maybe not everyone having quite the cohesive game. But he's still... I love talking to him because when you talk to him about tactics, he goes, don't, don't worry about tactics. It's about maximizing the players that I have here and then just being there as a team, being compact, moving our lines up together, not being stretched. Ultimately, if you do those things, we'll probably be pretty well placed. But don't get it, don't get it twisted. Steve Toronto can coach, can coach up this team and can tactics up anything that he wants. It's just he prefers to kind of deflect and, and give a lot of credit to his, his coaching staff, which he said on the last uh, In Touch with Steve Toronto that we just did today. Any one of them could be a head coach. 100%. And we, maybe that's happening in the not-too-distant future. But we were watching the game, didn't use a lot of subs. Portland ties it and then went to the bench. Mm -hmm. And I know Denny Buango started the game, scored the goal. But that was also a direct reflection of a response from the bench. So it just shows how he's able to survey the, the field, make these decisions, and generally make the right ones. And he did again this past Sunday. I mean, gutsy calls. Carlos Vela didn't go 90 minutes yeah. in that game you got to say that's pretty gutsy. He was the best player on the field. But to replace him and then have the equalizing goal and have a plan yeah. to go out and get the winner and bring out these guys. Grand, you have the talent. But he used him. He didn't have to, but he said, he don't quote me on this, but he had to have said, we're winning this today. Mm -hmm. We're going to put everything. If we lose because we're bringing in, you know, we're making these adjustments, if we give up a goal, it's okay because winning it is a bigger payoff and we're going for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't, I can't add anything to All that. Right. It was perfect. No, the, the, I mean, substitutions are... You get into murky territory when you start being, like, he brings in Latif after they get a goal score because the midfield maybe isn't quite getting the pressure they want. But, like, it's always in hindsight, right? It's, it's like uh, baseball managers get it much, wor much worse because it's like, oh, I bring in a pitcher here, guy hits a home run. But, some, but everyone forgets when you did make a change and it went right. So I don't want to get too much in the mud. But he, he makes gutsy calls. He makes adjustments. And I think that's what a lot of people were crying out for for a long time. And... He's doing it. He's doing the work. He made a gutsy call. Most people on the road said, okay, let's, 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 let's figure out and get it at home. Maybe Philadelphia doesn't win next week, and we, this point's valuable. He went for it. That's fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about how this final weekend shapes up. Obviously, it's a Supporter Shield celebration. It doesn't affect LAFC, which is huge relief because it basically affects everyone else in these playoff positions. Right? I, I had to bring out the paper for this, but LAFC will finish first, Austin second. Dallas, I believe, are locked into third. Uh, the Galaxy are fourth, and from fourth all the way down to ninth is separated by four points. Galaxy 47, Nashville 47, so we know they have a lot to play for. Mm -hmm. uh, on uh, Nashville could finish as high as fourth, which is a home game. That's for a home game. You want to finish fourth. Right. Uh, you could, they could finish seventh, so they have a lot to play for, and they want to get in good form because I believe they lost to Houston, which isn't great. 
Portland's got 46, Minnesota 45, Salt Lake 44, Vancouver 43. You have two games over the weekend where it's winner take all. Minnesota at home against Vancouver, Real Salt Lake against Portland. Wow. Galaxy are at Houston. Galaxy may be able to move up uh, or at least secure that Historically spot. have not had good results at Houston on the final day. Have not. And then uh, the Nashville visit to LAFC. So the I know your answer to this because you, you love – you want to play the Galaxy, but... I may have changed it, my opinion on that, Vince. Oh, wow. Well, I that's what I was... Is there any, um, I don't know, chicanery that might go on where you, Nashville, you might want them to get a home game and force the Galaxy to travel all the way across country? And I, sure, if they happen to win, you can, you'll play them. You'll, you'll take on all comers, but if you force them to travel... I think Galaxy are going to end up in that 4-5 game. So maybe they travel but, to someone else. But do you think they're going to host, or are you... I don't know if they're going to host, but I don't think they're going to go to sixth or seventh. Okay. So, so that means that one I, way or another, they could be LAFC an LAFC opponent. First opponent, second round. I'm fine if they get to sixth or seventh and we don't play them as yeah. we, as people reminded me after I had that. They go, we, we had that moment. We're good. And I go, you know what? You're right. I'm less scared. It's, of not about, it's not about a rivalry game in this playoff, although it would be sensational to see and yeah. the, the neutrals would lap it all up and it would be great for the league. Let's not make no mistakes. But this is about LAFC navigating their way through mm -hmm. and you're going to have a tough opponent whoever it's going to be maybe you uh, it's a one avoid and look it's going to ramp up this city in a big way and that could be a distraction they set up these playoffs for this specific reason because they wanted chaos you think that they're doing this to give uh the team that's higher up any kind of advantage not really you get home but it's a one-off anything can happen in a one-off um so they want chaos i as well have changed my my tune i'm not so worried about the galaxy I'm worried about the fact that they get penalties every single game <laughs> and two multiple penalties every single game, and I do not want to see that in the playoffs. What, what I'm terrified. Like 14? I'm terrified of pro. They're like 14? LAFC has like 14. five, six? 14. They have 14 in two last games. Yeah. Missed one, made so one. No Galaxy. We're over that. And look, it, like I said, uh, it, it, it'll be a distraction because if LAFC play the Galaxy, this gets embedded into the club and the Galaxy and the city kind of gets taken over and it seeps into the players. There's no doubt about it. So maybe... We're better off avoiding all that hullabaloo, which means we're going to get it. <laughs> so prepare Max for and I never get what we want. Yeah. But I think you look at it, depending on what the Nashville game, LAFC looked really good in their mm -hmm. trip to Nashville. They looked great in two games against Portland, or three games against Portland. Mm -hmm. And Minnesota as well. Look, handle it. Real Salt Lake traveling. Oh, it's, uh, I would people pause. All those teams, uh, except for Austin, don't travel well. Austin actually has a decent yeah. road record. Uh, Dallas, not gr great. Minnesota, definitely not great. Galaxy, not great. Nashville, not like So that that is uh, the ace in the pocket for LAFC is, again, it all comes through here. MLS Cup goes through Bank of California Stadium one way or the other. And think about that. could be home game Sunday, potentially three more home games from October to early November. I mean, this place could uh, it, it then, pay for itself, yep, for crying then, out loud. Parade. <laughs> Then we watch the World Cup. Don't talk about then we, parades. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, man, if you want to string it all together, there's a lot going on. <laughs> then the World Cup. It could be uh, I'm just saying, a hydra fall hydrate, for the ages. Sleep. Take care of yourself. Get your vitamins. And keep your phone and look at some scoreboards. Because remember, it's decision day. All games will start at 2 o'clock Pacific time. So you can see what's going on, which is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So you, do, you have You can do a little bit of a whip around for uh, the broadcast with you and Jordan Harvey? Sh shout out to I don't, I don't want to do that too much. But maybe if something significant happens, um, we, we will do it. By the way, Nashville are in the playoffs. But just again, they could go fourth or seventh. So a lot to play they for. Need to, it's a home game. 
we could we could talk about Supporter Shield forever. I know it's a bottomless pit because it's so good. But maybe we're gonna, we'll interview the Supporter Shield on one of these interview. episodes. Just yeah. What did you think about your trip from uh, Logan Airport? Where was the, well, how many stops? Where was the worst place you had to stay? <laughs> we will get into that. What we will get into is our interview with uh, Denis Buanga and Maxime Crapo. That is next on Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast coming up here in moments. We are back here inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Have we ever done this? Have we ever required four seats? I can't recall. No. 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 It's for a great occasion. Well, you can introduce them and I'll, okay. say, why, I'll say why. We have Maxime Crapo, who uh, is now the all-time leader in uh, Inside LAFC appearances. So congratulations. You've done it. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. So yes. Is that... Yeah. I was going to say, the only reason why we have four is because Maxime is going to be a good uh, helper here and help us translate. For the man of the hour, Denis. Denis uh, Buanga. But, uh, Maxime, before we get too much into Denis, I do want to say thank you because taking time out of your day to help us with another player after you've been on so many times is pretty epic. Yeah, no problem. Uh, and, uh, you know, his English is getting uh, getting really good, actually. So You yeah. understand everything, huh? Yeah. I am. <laughs> he does. Uh, we're working on the speaking. We're breaking him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're working on speaking, but he does understand, yes. Hopefully he's here in Los Angeles for a very long time, and uh, his English will be better than Vince's here in no time that's, at all. That's not hard. <laughs> uh, Danny, I, uh, I start about the uh, fresh off the 95th-minute game winner against Portland. Uh, uh, what went through your mind uh, for scoring that goal? One of the most important goals in LAFC history. Il a été magnifique. Pour moi, c'est un but magnifique. Voilà, il vient, il vient récompenser tout un travail de l'équipe. Et voilà, il y a eu le supporter Shield qui, qui vient à nous. Yeah, it was a wonderful moment uh, for me and for the club uh, because there's a lot of work that I was putting into. Uh, into that little moment. And then at the end of the day, uh, we go on back to Los Angeles with that uh, supporter shield. So it was a great moment for him and uh, for the club. Nice flight back, yeah? The flight back was good. Le vol de retour, c'était comment? C'était good. I got it, I got yeah, it. It was good, you guys got that, yeah. So we, we were watching the game, we were doing a watch along. So we were watching it, we were on camera. We went through all the emotions of kind of with you guys, the equalizer, then the whatever happened with VAR, uh, and then the goal, and then Max gets back and he brings a screen and he freeze frames it where you picked up the ball and he goes, Vince, did, do you think a goal was going to come out of this? And I said, no. So for you, when you pick up the ball, the, the, in that moment of the game, knowing it's tight, knowing that it's probably going to take a moment of something brilliant, like what, where do you get that confidence to just, am I at the touchline? Go right to goal. Je me suis dit, c'est peut-être la dernière. J'ai vu qu'il y avait 7 minutes de temps additionnel. Donc, du coup, je me suis dit, sur le côté, j'ai de l'espace. Et bah, je vais y aller. Je vais essayer de faire montrer mes qualités et de rentrer dans la surface. Le plus dur, c'était de rentrer dans la surface. Et après, une fois rentré dans la surface, tu n'as plus qu'à choisir soit faire la passe où j'avais vu Gary Bell démarquer ou tirer. Et j'ai choisi de tirer. So he basically knew it was seven minutes of uh, time added and uh, we were uh, almost halfway there. And uh, the most difficult part of this one was to really, he had the space in front of him, so he decided to take it. And the most difficult part now was really to get into the box without uh, any defender stepping or how to eliminate his guy, uh, which of course he did. Uh, and after that, he had an, a little angle of pass to Gareth in the middle, but uh, he uh, decided to take him by himself and have a, have a go, and uh, obviously we know what happened next. 
What's it like for you, Maxi? That's like amazing translation, by the way. Yeah, that, that was, like, was very good. Very detailed. But for you, you're watching him pick up that ball, and you're seeing every, you're seeing the whole field layout. So, what what was your mindset? I remember uh, it was. I don't remember how the ball got to his feet, but when I saw the space and I know his pace, and I was like, "All right, go, go at it, go at it." And I remember telling myself, even uh, I was speaking to myself alone in my box, I was like, "Go, go, 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 go." And then he's into the 18, and I'm like, "It's gonna happen, it's gonna happen." And then he curls, well, it goes between the leg of the guy, and then I'm like, "Snap!" After that, he goes <laughs> yeah. in two megs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did the finishing, and then I just I went ballistic. I just. On the watch along, and it's recorded, Max goes, take it yourself, Denis. And I go, that's go, what you go did. for it. Yeah, yes. he's like, just go for it. Go on your own. Yes. What, what is the secret to taking on defenders? You do it so well. Uh, the best on the team to look at a defender and so, how am I going to get by him? In fin de compte, c'est le secret. Tu sais comment aller chercher des défenseurs un contre un. Quel est ton secret quand tu les fixes? Parce que tu es un des meilleurs dans l'équipe à le faire. Maintenant, comment tu veux. Right there, he just said, I don't want to say all my secrets. Ah, okay. But, fair. Bad question, bad but, question. But I'm going to give you a hint, yes. Mais, uh, mais voilà, je, je joue beaucoup avec les fans de corps. Donc, dès que je vois que l'adversaire est déséquilibré, j'en profite pour aller du, de son côté où il est déséquilibré. So basically, he plays a little bit with uh, the body shape of the defenders and the body weight, where are the the, the angle of where they do uh, are strong and two-footed plant with a lot of stability. Uh, are they off balance? And as soon as he see a little bit of gap with these these moments of the defender is a little bit off balance and he's in movement, well, this is where he's good at cutting in on the opposite side. And see you, see you soon. Or, or I'm so glad I, I am so glad I asked that question. It was, that was a good question. Yeah. For for you, you you came in, uh, you arrive in Houston, no training, show up, play, and then you guys are still on the road a lot. Was the home game against Houston? Was that where all of a sudden it kind of you felt like maybe it clicked, and that's now sky's the limit now, or or were you already very comfortable before that Houston game at home? Ouais, lorsque tu es arrivé, on était à Houston sur la route. Ouais. Ensuite, on a eu deux, trois matchs sur la route. Euh, le premier match qu'on a à la maison contre Houston, justement, euh, c'est là que tu as eu la première, euh, la première impression du stade, etc. Euh, c'est quel moment le déclic que tu t'es senti confortable dans l'équipe, euh, dans l'organisation, en jouant au stade, etc. Euh, dès, le, dès le premier match à domicile, dès le premier match à domicile, tu sens que tu es chez toi. Puis il y a eu l'accueil aussi de de tous les, tout, tous les membres du staff et les joueurs aussi. Donc euh, voilà, ils, même en ayant euh, pas beaucoup de Français, ils ont réussi à me dire le mot confiance. Donc du coup, euh, voilà, je, je me suis lâché euh, un peu plus. Yeah, so basically when uh, he first arrived at the Bank of California against Houston, this is the moment, the game that he said, all right, I'm comfortable, I'm home, because you really feel the atmosphere and everybody within uh, the organization that really welcomed him with open arms and uh, with us, his teammates, uh, who, except me, didn't really speak French, but he got a little bit of sense of, uh, of the confidence and express yourself and really we're behind you, we're with you. So this is the message that we uh, shared with him. Uh, and this is the, the small details that he picked up and he said, all right, well, I'm going to express myself. And this is what he did basically. And from that moment, this is where it was the the, the flip of the switch of say, all right, I'm home. By the way, I think my French is getting a little better. I, I picked that up a little bit. I just know like little <laughs> words. I could pick up, uh, yeah. pick up. I know uh, domicile. I, I got that one. Yeah. Um, 
You arrived, you came off, and then you made five straight starts. Uh, we know you did a lot of work with Anton before arriving. What was, what was the important work for you so when you arrived, you're able to have a lot of work, a heavy workload mm -hmm. in plane? Avant que tu arrives au club, tu avec Anton. Euh, après, tu as eu cinq matchs d'affilée, mais euh, comment ça a été le, la procédure justement parce que tu étais dans une autre saison, ensuite de ça, tu as été avec le groupe, donc comment ça s'est passé côté physiquement? Physiquement, ça allait au, au fur et à mesure. J'étais de, de mieux en mieux. Nous, en France, c'était la préparation. Donc du coup, ça ne changeait rien à, à mes habitudes à moi. Il fallait que je me prépare pour arriver justement euh, euh, assez, euh, assez bien physiquement ici. Et voilà, euh, au fur et à mesure des matchs, bah, j'étais de mieux en mieux. Et comme aujourd'hui, je, je sens que je suis de mieux en mieux. Donc, en fait, c'était le break en France. Et donc, il n'a pas changé quelque chose avec son travail physique physiquement à ce moment-là, parce que c'était le break. Et puis, il a dû vraiment aller dans une squad déjà en saison. Et donc, oui, il y avait son côté physique qu'il a travaillé, qu'il a senti vraiment bien. Mais c'était plus adapté. Everything in life, uh, you put one, two, three uh, repetition with what you're doing in life for us playing football together. And he's getting more and more comfortable, and we can see it. Uh, oh, yeah, we can see that, all right. Can I ask you, Maxime, again, thank you for helping us with this, but I just want to, as we talk about this victory, uh, you after the game were very emotional. Yeah. Um, and I think you can explain this better than I can, but I, I just, when I saw it at first, I thought it was you made a big decision to leave what was comfortable. For what you finally got to, but there was no sure thing. Yeah. Um, is that what th those emotions were? Uh, there was, uh, uh, yeah. Well, it was uh, plenty of, of emotions going on. Uh, we uh, had a loss of in my family. Uh, Sorry to hear that. Few Sorry. few days before kickoff, and so uh, I went back to Montreal uh, uh, for the funeral and everything. So we got together, all the whole family. Uh, but there was emotions because yes, uh, moving here was uh, was a big reason uh, for me was to succeed and and get silverware where I I am in my career. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, the tears at the end was for that that member that left us uh, of the family, and I know. Uh, She was with us the whole way, the whole 90 minutes, and then this is at the end of the day, the emotions just goes. It's normal. Thanks for sharing. I mean, we do for sharing yeah, that. we appreciate that, sharing but that. Sharing. But it, it, even just think about this journey when you come here, not knowing what it's going to be like to have that moment. When obviously, you guys want the to finish with MLS Cup to have that moment with with your teammates, many of whom arrived at the same time as you, some after you, to be able to bring that all together it had to be very satisfying. Yes, it's uh, it's great. You know, everybody comes in with the same goal, you know, and it was to to clinch the West first. Then it was to secure the Shield ASAP, and now we have one more box left. Uh, and we, our objective is, is like Giorgio said here on the podcast, sitting in the exact chair. We got to focus on MLS Cup, and uh, this is. So a, a goal and objective that every single player has in his mind. Uh, you know, we yes, we are happy with what we've been going through so far and the, until the beginning of the season. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, there's a bigger picture. And yes, it's going to be to play in uh, Nashville this Sunday and then take care of playoffs. A lot of guys that had to come here and get comfortable quickly and keep the level of football high, um, yourself included, and now Denis. Uh, I guess that segues nicely into Denis. Have you found 
some places where you feel comfortable, where you feel either a part of home or something that you like? What, what, what kind of, have they helped you out to, to find places to eat or to, to hang out? What have you found uh, now that you've had some time in LA? Qu'est-ce que tu as trouvé euh, jusqu'à présent avec la famille, peu importe les activités qui te fait sentir à la maison, qui te fait sentir plus confortable dans l'environnement de Los Angeles? Parce qu'on euh, s'entend que c'est complètement différent à Saint-Etienne, Los Angeles. Oui, non, c'est sûr. Déjà, <coughs> d'avoir euh, une maison d'avoir une maison, un toit pour vivre avec, euh, avec une piscine où les petits peuvent, peuvent jouer, tout simplement. Puis après, à Los Angeles, il y a tout. Il y a Santa Monica, euh, Beverly Hills. Il y a beaucoup de choses à visiter. Voilà. Et on a visité la, la plupart des choses, voilà. mais il y a encore beaucoup de choses à découvrir. Uh, visit a little bit of uh, Santa Monica, Beverly Hills as of now, but uh, there's more to discover as well. Uh, I haven't discovered everything yet, <laughs> so there's a lot to cover. Uh, it's hey, a big got, city. You got to go where the kids want to go to. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, playing with uh, Carlos and, and Chicho and, and being able to make that work, and obviously with Gareth and Mahala, um, how do you go into the collaborations with uh, the players in the, in the attack? Comment tu te sens en collaboration avec Carlos, avec Chicho, euh, le temps que tu as eu avec Gareth, avec Mahala? Euh, comment a été l'adaptation la, avec ces joueurs-là? L'adaptation a été très facile. C'est des très bons joueurs de football. Ils savent, euh, ils savent très, bien, très bien voir euh, quel type de joueur je suis. Donc euh, voilà, moi aussi, je m'adapte à eux. Je vais renforcer une équipe qui est déjà très complète et avec euh, beaucoup d'attaquants qui sont de très forte qualité donc euh, c'est facile de jouer au football avec ces joueurs-là. You know, it's easy to play with uh, these kind of players because they are hard, high quality uh, players and the high Q is there on the field and so uh, just a matter of time before you picked up the little details what players wants, uh, what your teammate wants and obviously what the teammate sees in, in him, uh, what kind of uh, pass to give him to make his quality shine, etc. And so, uh, so far it's been good and every day there's a process of learning each other, but it's been easier because uh, there's a high high queue of football and there's, at the end of the day, they're, they're good people as well. Très facile. Yeah, that's what I say. I'm getting there. C'est très facile. <laughs> très facile for Denis. Yeah. Pro Denis. Uh, I think my last question would just be, you know, so Sunday you'll play Nashville. That'll be a bit of a celebration, although I know you guys will want to win because it's nicer to raise a trophy after you've won. Uh, but then the game changes, as you've alluded to, MLS Cup. How does your game possibly change in one-off situations, or does it stay the same? Do you do you feel like you have to play different in when you you have to win a game and it's one or done? Alors euh, la question en fait qu'on s'est qu'on a échoué. Comment on, toi personnellement tu te sens parce que oui on veut gagner le dernier match à la maison, mais ensuite on est fois enchaîné avec les séries. Euh, Est-ce qu'il y a une approche différente, une mentalité différente par rapport à ce match-là? Non, j'ai toujours la même mentalité. J'aime pas perdre, je veux que gagner et je veux voilà, soulever le, le plus possible avec Los Angeles si c'est possible. Et voilà, de, de, de gagner des matchs, c'est tout ce qui m'importe. <laughs> winning, <laughs> winning is the most important thing and every game is going to be the same, three points. Uh, this is uh, plain and simple. Uh, he doesn't like to lose, doesn't like to tie. It's all about winning. He said that when he arrived. He goes, I don't like to lose. I remember when I was writing the quotes with the translator, so uh, he consistent. Also, he also said, because I asked him, what, what do you play like? And he was like, you'll find out. 
And I think yeah. we have. I think we have. Yeah. I, it was much better for you to show us than for you to tell us. Yeah, so and I agree. You know, it's uh, it's three points on the table for us. Yes, you mentioned uh, it's going to be a, uh, a game with a little bit of taste of obviously uh, lifting a shield afterwards. But at the end of the day, it's the last preparation before uh, the real postseason run. And so it's really important to focus on what we are doing and keep continuing uh, our, our progress and really focusing on the performance more than ever uh, right now because after that uh, is the, the real postseason run starting and so yes it's going to be uh, a great moment for our, our club our supporters uh, players uh, there's a feeling of yes accomplishment uh, but after that you turn the page and it's a blank page right there so uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, the approach of it yeah and you got to stay sharp. I think it could be two, two and a half weeks before yeah, you, have a uh, you play again. So you don't so. want to have a stinker heading into that downtime, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, merci beaucoup, Denis. Merci uh, beaucoup. Au, me au plaisir. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, how bad were those? Pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> I like how you played it off. Like <laughs> uh, I don't know why I do that. I was so um, culturally insensitive. Uh, <laughs> how bad were those shadows? Uh, was it? Oh, there was a free kick towards was the it? end where you were you were the I only was like, one we in were shadow like, we were was like, completely in the sun. I was like, this is a yeah. bad spot. I mean, we Carlos side the first, uh, I said first half, we got to take that side because second half is going to go even more. And uh, on one side of the field, it was tough to see. I almost put the black stuff under my eyes. <laughs> almost. <laughs> but uh, yeah, second half, I mean, it was probably pretty much worse for uh, for them to be on that side. Mm. Well, we thank you guys a lot. This is uh, means a lot for us and it obviously gets us ready for the game as well. So thank you for joining us here on Inside LAFC. You may rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend so you can get great content like this. We know you're listening because we see the numbers and we appreciate that. We're getting ready for Nashville over the weekend and then it's the postseason. So you're in the right place. We'll see you soon. Oh, yeah! on the door.